the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Harbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the program. This is the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. And I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, live in studios, the most beautiful girl in the world, my wife, Paula. Welcome to the program. Thank you. It's good to be alive. <laughs> it's good to be beautiful. What do you think? Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. No, I never say that. But if you want to, that's okay. <laughs> I love you. Hey, this is a program, uh, especially on Thursdays, ladies, uh, geared towards you. Uh, if you need any counsel, any encouragement, uh, or if you have any questions, uh, 340-9585. That's 340-9585 for your live calls. You can also call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, and you can send them in also via our free mobile app. Paula, welcome to the show, and we're going to Oklahoma. I know. You know, people in Oklahoma need to get saved as well. Jesus loves the people there. He's told me already, because otherwise he wouldn't send us over there. And so, yeah, we're getting ready to go to Oklahoma City, and a lady in the gym say, I'm from there. I will never go back there. I went back when my father died. I'm going to go back when my great aunt dies, but that's it. I was like, oh, my goodness. But, yeah, no, we're going to Oklahoma City, and we're going to visit with some really good friends of ours. And um, the pastor's wife there isn't in the greatest of health, so she doesn't get to travel as much. So she has to um, import her friends in. So (laughs) they've asked us to come over there, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her. And um, you and the listening audience pray for Sherry Mary Hugh because she does struggle with her health um, quite a bit. But I want to have a praise report to the radio listening okay, audience. Okay, but b- before we do that, okay, what? we're not going there to visit friends. Well, yeah, we'll visit them, but um, I'm going to be teaching. Yes, okay. <laughs> I'm going to be teaching at a women's seminar on Saturday um, on prayer. And when when Sherry first asked me, of course the Lord says, if they ask you, say yes. But on prayer, I was like, oh, man, Pastor Ron's the prayer person. I'm the one that just goes tap, tap, no tap back or what he said, you know. <laughs> and um, so the Lord, it's, it's been a fun time studying um, to teach on prayer. Stretching you a little bit? Stretching me quite a bit, actually. <laughs> yeah, but I've learned a lot. And you know what? Um, as you tuck in under the wing of the Lord, um, I find, I have found that um, I'm a better prayer than I thought I was. And so um, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Yeah, it's not a big, oh man, I didn't pray seven hours today, you know, kind of a thing. Um, and 
oh, I forgot so-and-so. I forgot to pray for so-and-so and then feeling guilty about it instead of just, okay, so pray for him right now. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk about that in, in just a couple of moments. Um, we'd love your live calls, especially for those who have any difficulty with prayer. We're going to talk about that at least in the first half yeah. of the program. We've got a couple of questions that have been sent in. Mm -hmm. But remember, we'd love your live calls at 340-9585. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be teaching in Oklahoma City yeah, on yeah. Sunday. And uh, we're privileged. We're taking uh, Pastor Lane and Jocelyn with us. Uh, Joss uh, usually travels with uh, Paula and does the music when she is speaking publicly. And mm -hmm. so they've invited them to do that. And we're really excited about that. Yes. And then um, Elaine and Jocelyn will do the worship for the whole church um, before you teach. And, uh, you know, there's Christians in Oklahoma City. And there's Christians at that church, of course, but it's really kind of a sweet thing to be able to take our kids, um, so to speak, who will be leading the worship before we teach. We really know their hearts, yeah. um, and it's just comfortable. to. And see, for me, you'll be in the front row Sunday. I will. Elaine and Joss will be doing the worship. Yeah. It'll be like I'm home. It'll be just like you're at home. You think I should take Sam to do announcements? Yeah. Think of you. Mm -hmm. I, do. I really do. That would be wonderful. Um, Paula, what's your praise report? My praise report, and thank you all for praying for um, our friend Patricia Classen. She just let me know a few minutes ago that um, you know, before we were praying, they told her that she had stage four cancer. And then um, on top of that, there were some new tumors. And she went through one test, and, and one doctor said benign. The other said the test shows that it's still cancer. And so um, she had to have a second test that would say, no, they're really benign. But she would still have cancer in the other areas. So today she went to the doctor, and um, they said she has zero cancer, no chemo, no radiation, zero cancer <laughs> and so the lord has healed her and um as i would just really and, and and this was a healing that i mean there was no medication there was no treatment that no was surgery. ongoing she yeah, was, no surgeries yeah, she was she was just in that phase where mm -hmm. the doctors were scaring her to death about mm -hmm. the dire di prognosis and yeah. and um uh, okay we got to determine a method of treatment mm -hmm. where, where we're going to go from here mm -hmm. uh and uh patricia bless her heart i i talked to her and she said you know uh pastor Ron, i'm okay um, I, I know where I'm going to be, and I'm really at peace with this. Mm -hmm. um, but um, just pray for God's will to be done, and mm -hmm. evidently that was God's will. Yes, it is. And she was saying, and, and as we had prayed earlier, she's, we were um, both talking about our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is in Him. And so um, now that He has healed her, um, she has a lot more work to do in um now for her to be excited about just giving her all to whatever the Lord has for her. And so we're just really excited. And I wanted to, anybody who was out there who prayed for Patricia Klassen to be told, thank you, thank you, thank you. She's, she's really, really grateful. So. Okay, we're going to talk about prayer today because we, we had a question earlier in the week. Mm -hmm. um, um, somebody wrote in and said, I'm struggling with prayer. Can you please help? And at the, the minute I read the question, I thought, you know what? I'm going to let Paula deal with it because she's a, a professional now. <laughs> yeah. She's an expert <laughs> on this whole thing. So I told that listener to be listening today. Mm -hmm. And so Paula, fix him or her. <laughs> I heard you say that, and I was like, oh, my goodness, okay. <laughs> Just because I've been, um, you know, kind of praying about how to teach on prayer. Um, and so, uh, you know, first thing first, are you a born-again Christian? Because remember our son Ronnie, he's praying. I'm like, who are you praying to? <laughs> Why are you praying? He wasn't even saved yet, you know. So, one, be sure you're... Uh, Born again Christian. Yeah, well, that's like the time when he said he was we need to get a haircut. He was so sure that the rapture was coming. He said, "I need to get a haircut. I want to look good when Jesus comes back." And he looked at him and said, "You're not going." <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well. See, sometimes you have to say things in a way that people will get it. Yep. Yeah. And he got saved. Yeah, he got saved. Not right then, but he got saved later. So yeah. now he would be going. Yeah. But but the point is, yeah. uh, you got to belong to him. You got to belong to Jesus because heaven is is his home. He gets to, you know, 
you want to come into his house, you got to abide by the rules. And he says, the only way you get there is through Jesus Christ. And so praying, you got to be a Christian. You know, Paul, in in the Lord's model for prayer, um, um, I think maybe the most overlooked part of that is the first two words. Jesus said, pray like this, our Our Father. Father. And, and you know, there's a whole bunch of people praying to a stranger, yeah. somebody else's father, yeah. praying to my father and your father, yeah. but, but that father is not their father. And I think sometimes in this struggle that we have with prayer, and I want to talk about that as well, mm-hmm. but in the struggle we have with prayer, I, I think people forget the basic ingredient. Yeah. He's got to be your father. He's got to be your father, yeah. It's like some strange kid on Christmas Day just coming over to my house and going under my Christmas tree to <laughs> get some gifts. <laughs> Boy, you better go over to your own house. <laughs> no, this is not where you belong. So, yeah, so you got to be saved. Um, and then, you know, I used to really feel guilty because I didn't sweat enough. You know, I had to feel my knees and pray <laughs> for hours, you know. Didn't, didn't you used to hate that verse, the effectual fervent <laughs> yeah. prayer of a righteous man? Oh, much. <laughs> you know, and so my little two seconds. I got to be fervent. Yeah, what's, what's fervent? I got to sweat and... Yeah, my eyes have to bug out. And I use King James only language. <laughs> it's like, this is way too much for me. I don't know if I can be a Christian then. <laughs> if this is it. So, but we put that pressure on. And, and you know, we could, I could easily go over to Oklahoma City and say, so what's your prayer life like? How long do you pray? You know, kind of a thing. And when you pray, how are you praying? You know, kind of a thing. It's, it's, it's like... Like me talking to you right now. I think I'm praying now. Because in my head, the Lord's like, she is a nut. She's unique. I've called her just the way she is. She's going to go over here and tell these people, just have fun talking with Jesus. And then, listen. You know? You know, Paula, I think, and and we've talked about this as you've been preparing for this over the last few weeks. Um, It's astonishing to me that we in the church have so misrepresented what prayer is that we think we got to be on our knees in a dark room till it hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gotta we gotta ignore our family and our life and mm-hmm. and and, and the, the reason nobody wants to pray is because we make it too hard. Mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of just saying, you know, Jesus is your friend. He's your Lord. He's your God. He's Almighty God. Yeah. But he he called us his friends. That's right. And and nobody has difficulty or nobody stresses out over talking to their friends. Mm-hmm. So why do we have a difficult time with Jesus? I don't know. And the Apostle Paul is such a good example because he was always moving. And and he would pray continually on the move from one place to another. And it's just like he's talking to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And and if you're talking to him, you're going to find out how wonderful he is. Uh, You're going to hear his heart. Uh, You're going to share his heart. And then prayer no longer becomes that thing that we dread or feel guilty about because we don't pray well enough or long enough or fervently enough. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I was talking with Lachelle yesterday at the gym, and she's just a nut, too. And she prays like I do sometimes you know dear lord i love you so much i'm so thankful that you saved me you know what i need to start saving Mm. hey did i turn the oven off you know kind of thing you just go off on these like rabbit trails and all of a sudden you're like oh man i feel guilty because lord i was talking to you and then i kind of went off and the lord says yeah you are funny okay let's start over kind of a thing and he's okay with that he knows and so we make it like such a chore such we feel guilty um, we feel like we're on a mission from God and so we're just talking to him yeah you know like prayer depends on us mm-hmm. I got to do it right I got to do it long enough yeah. and, and then God will answer my prayers I got to be good and then God will answer my prayers mm-hmm. instead of just talking to Jesus yeah. and enjoying the conversation mm-hmm. and if we would understand that then it would change everything and the reason that those crazy thoughts come in and you think about all kinds of things and even vile thoughts mm-hmm. come in it's because we have an enemy who doesn't want us talking to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He wants us consumed with the things of the world. Mm-hmm. He was so, so he's filling our minds with all this clutter, uh, and all we have to do is refocus. Mm-hmm. And I personally believe with all my heart that when, when we go off on one of those rabbit trails, mm-hmm. and we say, Lord, I don't want to talk about them. I don't want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. We have these imaginary conversations oh, yeah. going on oh, in our yeah. minds with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord, I want to talk to you. Help me, like, refocus. And let's just, you and I hang out together. Yeah. I think that just thrills Jesus' heart. Yeah. The, you know, 
what helps me the most, and you know this because I have a lot of prayer journals, it helps me to write. Because I'm not going to write, um, did I leave the oven on? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not going to write that. Um, and so as I can journal my prayers, it does help me to focus. And that's another thing that the Lord had told me this summer, you know, when he told me to be still and know that I'm God. He said also, don't lose focus. You know, and he knew that they were going to ask us to come over to Oklahoma City. He knew that they were going to ask me to teach on prayer. What? Um, but he's also t- taught me that um, I pray better than I thought, you know, because we can still, again, do guilt. I hear, like, Elvira pray. I want to pray like that, you know. <laughs> and yet the Lord says, no, you. she prays like she prays. You, know, you pray like you pray. We have uh, corporate prayer here Saturday mornings, uh-huh. and you and I are always here. If we're in town, we're always here. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Ken and May will be handling it this Saturday. Mm-hmm. But um, we, we we have this prayer, and Elvira is one of our regulars. Mm-hmm. And, and she prays for me, and it was, I don't know, not too long ago, you kind of elbowed me you're sitting next to me and you said she prays better for you than I do (laughs) (laughs) she does and then I felt like man but you know what the Lord said at one time more than 10,000 people are praying for you I just happen to be one of them praise (laughs) the Lord there's other people who pray better and and, and different than me but you know you know I love you Pastor Ron I got you you know my heart is for you man you're my man and so when I pray for you it's serious but yeah we're all different and so we're not going to all be the same Mm -hmm. and um yeah I I, uh can I ask you to interrupt interrupt for a minute your train of thought please It's a short train, huh? Yeah. The engine caboose. Yeah, caboose. there you go. Uh, would you talk for a few minutes about, I'm going to get a phone number for calls and questions. Okay. But but would you talk for just a couple of minutes about uh, the role of a prayer journal in your life and sort of how it's developed over the years because it's been a really important resource uh, for us as we look back and helping us look forward mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have any calls or questions, especially about the subject of prayer, 340-9585, that's 340 340-95- 585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. Paula? Mm-hmm. My prayer journals. And, and in the last few years, I don't journal nearly as much. And I think it's because I've grown some. Um, and that's a praise report. <laughs> I've grown some. Um, but yeah, before, because I couldn't really go to church and I couldn't really read my Bible, that I... And that was because I wasn't safe. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, And I would have dates and times, and a whole lot of the times that I was praying was like 11.27 p.m. or 2.14 a.m. because you were asleep and I could sneak away um, and write my prayers. And so um, in those early days, I was um, just kind of, falling in love with the Lord and and that was my way of talking to the to him and like a junior high school writing love notes yes <laughs> a, a, actually that's true I think I have in probably some of my early ones those hearts with Jay loves Paula you know mm-hmm. um, but yeah but just kind of um, nurturing a, a, a prayer relationship um, and I could put down my thoughts and he could read them because um, I couldn't really pray out loud so I was writing my prayers and it's really kind of a cool thing to look back and, and, and read those and come and to come to find out you know on some of those days I, I'm praying Lord if Ronald Lee knew if he only knew Lord you have gifted him so much that if only that that strength and his power and his his thoughts would be turned towards you just the good he could do it's so cool to look back and and see those and to and to see where you are today you know the the problem is those pages in your journal be followed two days later with prayers like lord kill them well yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) bring me the christian that you always had for me for sure because you were doing things in my time (laughs) yeah sorry and so um yeah but those my the prayer journals are so sweet to look back because I, i i could take the smallest things and the biggest things to the Lord and write those down and and be able to go back and look at them and and when he would answer to be able to write down the day that he answered it was like one of those things 
he really heard me. <laughs> he, he really heard me. And that's how the Lord became even more real to me. You know, I wasn't just praying to be talking. Mm-hmm. I was really praying to a real person. Talking to God. Who gave me the desires of my heart. Then I would pray them to him, and then he would answer those prayers. God is real. And you know, one of the really great things about a journal now, I'm not a journaler, I can't read hardly, so that's not... Uh, not, not that you not are unable to read yeah, I, I'm, as far I'm, as... Visually, I can't yes, read. Yes, there you go. But, but um, the Lord's given me a really good memory, so f- f- I don't do this, but, but it's been helpful for you and for so many others because they can go back in those times when, God, you're hearing my prayers, they can go back and know that He does mm-hmm. and know that that's His desire and that He wants to mm-hmm. and, and see the changes in your heart that occur through prayer. And one of the things that I'm sure you're going to say this week uh, to the ladies in Oklahoma City is that the purpose of prayer is not to get God to do what we want. Mm-hmm. The purpose of prayer is to make us more like Him. Yeah. And that's what happens with relationship when you start talking mm-hmm. to, to somebody mm-hmm. you get to know them really, really well. That's right. And you know, because those prayers, those times when I was praying, Lord, kill him with a Mack truck and bring me the Christian man he had for me all along. Well, and she's not kidding, by the way, in the audience. No, for 10 years. <laughs> for, for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. For five years, quietly, 10 years, I mean, five more years out loud because Jesus didn't hear me those first five years evidently. but no um, as uh, as the years went on as I'm praying for you instead of me praying just fix him Lord till it'll make my life easier the Lord transferred my heart transformed my heart to wow Jesus you really love him and you have a plan for him mm-hmm. and you want to use me in that Lord make me Usable. Yeah. You know, Paul, I think, uh, and, and we've got five minutes left in this, this half of the program, but one of the things that we've talked about is that, that our prayers should contain very little about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and overwhelmingly, I think most of the people's prayers are filled with me, 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 I, I, I. Do oh, yeah, my work. And, and, and the, the point is, even, e- even in that, God was always working on your heart. Yep. It, would, it was almost like Jesus was saying, oh, sweet Paul, you are so precious. Mm-hmm. But before I can work on him, let me work on you a little bit. i got to <laughs> mold and shape and tweak a little bit in here. But yeah. he was changing you. Mm-hmm. And he had to convince you of two things. First, that he loved you. Mm-hmm. And then that he loved me. Yeah. And that was a harder one because you didn't think anybody could love me the way I was. But, but. <laughs> I understood it, though, because I loved you. And the reason I didn't like you is that you didn't seem to love me. And so that pain caused that, that mm-hmm. angst. And so, and yeah. And so as I fell more in love with him, he just was pouring more of his love for you into me. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that... Um, he loves you so much, and he caused me to um, just be obedient, to love you, you know. So, so what is the one thing, we're, we're about three minutes in this, this half, uh, what is the one thing, that, the, 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 the thing you hope the ladies in Oklahoma City get the most about prayer? Um, that it's simple, that it's fun. Um, you, you said it earlier, your BFF. I mean, there's no one in this world who can satisfy. I mean, he's never, that song, his love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on us. Everybody's had those relationships where the people, they fail you. They leave you when you're in your time of need. Jesus never does. He satisfies you. He tells you, this is irreverent, but you know how when you have a dog, they don't care what you look like, smell like. They just want you to be where they are. They want to be with you. Well, our God is like that. He just wants to be, he wants us to be with him. And he wants to have conversation running all the time. He's so excited about uh, me being in his presence that he died so that I could. And so that when I go without talking to him, we're okay with that. But he knows I'm aware of his presence. That's what he's most interested in. And, and even if I'm not talking to him, I'm still thinking about him. The, the decisions that I make, um, even when I fail, 
those are usually those rebellious kind of times. I'm still thinking about it, and it's one of those things where I, I know I shouldn't be doing this or shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> but, you know, just for the second, I'm kind of upset. And I'm, But he's still in my mind, and he's still saying, you don't really want to go there. <laughs> but on those times when I am obedient, because I'm very much aware of his presence, and, and I could just say, Lord, I know what you would do. I know what you would have me to do. And so... Just, I want to see you smile, so I'm going to be obedient right now, okay, okay. And so, he's, he's so good with that. But yeah, I want them to know that Jesus is their best friend. Well, I'm not going to be at the, the conference you're teaching, mm-hmm. but I'll be in Oklahoma City. What I hope to hear yeah. is a whole church full of ladies go, ah. Yeah. The freedom. Take the pressure yes, away. Yes, yeah. Make it fun. Yeah. Just enjoy your time talking to Jesus, because mm-hmm. he certainly enjoys his time talking with us. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Okay, that's be my, my goal prayer. Lord, you heard Pastor Ron, what he said. <laughs> that's just total prayer right there. May they take a deep breath and have the pressure of, I've got to pray, I've got to pray exactly the right way. <laughs> Relieved. Yeah. It's going to be fun, Pastor Ron. Well, you've got a lot of people praying for you while you're up there. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Word to Stand Up for Life. It's a date day edition of the program. We love any live calls and questions, especially with this topic of prayer, because we dread it so much and we we need to love it so much. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is a date day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the day edition of the program. Uh, Paula, ladies, is live in studio with me, so this is your chance. Uh, Paula, we got a, a, a question anonymously in the email inbox. Um, that is, is I think you can especially um, provide some direction for uh, because of your own experiences in this very issue. Uh, Pastor Ron, hope you and Miss Paula are doing good. I love listening to your messages. Just wanted to ask a question. When I first got saved a few years ago, the believers who helped me get saved started pushing me to pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the gift of speaking in tongues. Now, let me stop there for a minute because you're in a bad church. If that's the case, you're in a bad church. That's where it all started. And uh, tongues is a wonderful gift. The Lord has blessed me with the gift. Um, but, 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 But gifts come from Him. And this nonsense where you got to yabba dabba do mm-hmm. um, in, in order to prove that you've got the Holy Spirit. When you give your heart to Jesus, He lives in you. You've got all of Him that you need. So just for everybody out there, this, this nonsense that says if you don't speak in tongues, you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit is, is, is more damaging than I can communicate. And your story, I hope, mm-hmm. will communicate that. So let me finish reading the question. And then uh, and here's the devastation that happens. Uh, He or she says, this went on for three some years, and being a new Christian, after having gone through a very rough past, I chose to be with them and at their prayer meetings. I felt so inadequate, and in quotes now, not good enough, that I could not speak in tongues. Mm -hmm. I went out in the world again, in parentheses, totally my fault, to find joy in answers to prayers, and landed up with more problems and compromises everything that I stood for while being in church. I've recently started reading the Bible again, and my beloved friends who turned away from me because of my fall, they still seem prosperous and happy. I know I need to trust solely on the Lord and draw my joy from Him. A Calvary Chapel is too far for me. Uh, where can I go to church on the northwest side of Bear County? And he or she says, thank you, and I'll give you that information later. Mm-hmm. But this is what happens, Paula, mm-hmm. when, when somebody's trying to get you to fake having a gift that hasn't been given by God. Um, when somebody is trying to uh, present 
um, the image that somehow they're more spiritual than you are because I can do something you can't do. Maybe you're just, something's wrong with you or your faith is inadequate. And people go out and they end up rebelling against God because of it. Mm -hmm. They feel like God has rejected them. You had that experience. Yeah, yeah. After having been saved for 13 years, um, we went to this church a false teaching church which is what you're in and the the pastor well no I'll say a preacher because the pastor really cares for the people but a preacher said that if you were saved you would have the evidence and I think he named out five different things um, and he had five different directions that you could go to some certain rooms um, if you wanted to be sure you were saved and one of them was if you're saved you have the evidence of speaking in tongues well I'm saved 13 years and praying for me for 13 years praying for you I just had I was newly born again Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so you know I was encouraged to you better you you better go Paula and so I go to this room and It's a, like an auditorium and these big double doors, they slam behind us and all these people are in there who want to, you know, be sure they're saved and want to speak in tongues. Well, I sit down with this kind of heavy lady named Anna, I'll never forget it, and I said, she, she's just saying, you know, uh, repeat after me kind of thing, do you feel anything, do you feel anything? And I knew that this was fake. This was totally fake. And but the, the, the big black guy standing at the doors weren't going to let anybody out until the person that was assigned to each one of us kind of gave a thumbs up. And so um, she just said something like, uh, should about a Honda want to, you know, and said, just do that. Just start. You just prime the pump and, and, and it'll just start happening. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is so I was so angry. I was so angry and hurt. And so I just said to the Lord in my head, Lord, I feel like I'm in a lie, but I just need to do something so I can get out of here. And so I, I, I just went yabba dabba do kind of a thing. I don't know what I said, but I said to the lady, and she's got a death grip on my hands. Um, she's going to make me speak in tongues today because that's her job, you know. And I just said yabba dabba do it. I said, can I leave now? And I ran. And uh, But, yeah, that's just... That's just horrible. Yeah, and it made it worse because I was a new believer and didn't know enough to protect you. Uh, I had already received the gift of tongues, and and um, you know I didn't have answers. Yeah. Um, and it was I, the the look on your face that day, that afternoon. I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the struggles you had for some time, yeah. months. Because you feel like you feel like like this, whoever this is, anonymous. You feel like, well, what's wrong with me? You know, here I have been praying. I've been, you know, loving the Lord and reading His Word, and and then you get told that maybe you're not saved because you don't speak in tongues. Yeah, that's just hurtful. It's a painful, painful thing, and, and people end up falling away from the Lord when those things don't come through. Now, there was a happy ending in your case. I came home from work one day, and you'd been in a, a warm bath. Uh, it probably started out hot, and now it was kind of cold. <laughs> and I but, started out with smooth skin, and now I'm all wrinkled yeah, yeah. up like a prune. <laughs> but but you, you'd been in a bathtub uh, for, for a couple of hours at least, yeah. um, and just tongues flowing mm-hmm. from you. It was just the Lord met you. Yeah at his timing and your time of need yeah and that's one of the one of the, the real values mm-hmm. of of just trusting in him yeah. uh, he knew that that you needed it probably whether it was originally the plan to give you the gift of tongues or not doesn't matter but mm-hmm. but the idea is he met you he did and you know what he met me with because uh, it took a little while he had to um, he kept asking me what's your motive now in anonymous's um, letter uh, the focus seems to be the other people seem to still be prosperous um, and doing well uh, and that's the that's the lie um, you know we're prosperous and doing well because we love Jesus or better than that he loves us uh, but he was asking me what is my motive and my motive was to prove that I was every bit as spiritual as him and why don't I speak in tongues kind of thing Um, but he said no 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 the motive needs to be so that it's a a closer communication between just me 
and you, nobody else. It's not to go to church and everybody speak in tongues at one time. And it's usually louder than the next person so you can up one them, you know. But no, no, no. That motive is when I run out of what I can say with my own words um, and trust the Lord that he can go beyond me in praying. But it was just a total God and me. Yeah. Not anybody else. You know, I repeat myself a lot. That's not a shock to you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but one of the things that I say a lot to our church is, is in, in all things dealing with God, motive is everything. Mm-hmm. Motive is everything. And God, if we're really seeking Him, will always cut to the heart of the, of the motive before He gives the gift. Yeah. And, and it was just part of your growth mm-hmm. and part of your process. You know, um, the, the idea of you seeing friends who uh, still seem prosperous uh, and happy, you know, that's part of the sort of the faith church uh, veneer. Um, it's fake it till you make it kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, no negative confession. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't let anybody know that you got real life problems. Mm-hmm. But, but people whose motives are, are, are born out of wanting to show themselves uh, prosperous or to be prosperous um, they're not happy um, they're, we really need to understand that the gift of tongues is a wonderful gift anonymous uh, ask God to give it to you just make sure that your motive is is, is biblical the, the reason God gives a gift of tongues I call it the, the only uh, vertical gift all the other gifts are to be manifest horizontally uh, God to you and then you to other people uh, it's for their benefit for their encouragement but the gift of tongues is is a very personal selfish gift it's designed to help us draw nearer to the Lord mm-hmm. uh, it's it's uh, it's only to be used um, in in your own private time with the Lord and and not under compulsion but just sort of as the Lord leads mm-hmm. uh, there, there are other occasions for it in the assembly but uh, only two or three at the most ever to speak in tongues and then always with an interpretation and if you find yourself in any gathering that is different than that you're in uh, a gathering that is unbiblical in practice and dangerous and the thing is when you feel inadequate not good enough you feel like God's rejected you I might as well turn back to the world and, and I've seen it with this uh, prosperity doctrine and, and this kind of teaching about tongues being the evidence of the Holy Spirit over and over and over in our 21 years here and it really really is a tragedy so um, um, ask God to give it to you don't ever blame Jesus for what people did today because you've turned back to him um, you're perfect all over again. Yeah. You're clean and you're new. Mm-hmm. Um, um, read the Bible. It's a wonderful thing to do. Read it with a, a mission. Read it systematically. Uh, but you need to be in church. So find a church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know a whole bunch on the west side um, uh, because it's like the other part of the world from here. But um, I, I do know uh, one man who, who uh, Calvary Chapel, Grace Calvary Chapel, uh, his name is Joe Marquez, his wife's name is Sheila, uh, and um, um, uh, he's about as nice a man as God ever made, yes. so you'll be blessed over there, and he's over there, so you can look up uh, Grace Calvary Chapel, Joe Marquez, and tell him uh, Pastor Ron said on the radio program to come and visit you, so I hope that helps. Let's go to a phone call now, Paula, from Pam in Canyon Lake. Pam, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, how are you? Doing well, thanks. Hi. Hello. This is the first time I've talked to you live, I think. Um, I um, I have to tell you, I think I know you because I listen to you at least four out of five days every week because I feel like <laughs> I get a real connection to God through you all. But um, a good thing I wanted to share is uh, I've, been, I've been saved since I'm 23, and I am actually 49. And about a month and a half ago, I mean, I've really been trying to dig back into God's Word uh, for several years, ups and downs and things like that. But um, about a month and a half ago, my husband and I had a really good conversation about Christ and and uh, his Christ's view on anger and frustration. Um, we talked and had a really good conversation. And what I'm going to share is uh, it led me to... 
I've heard your explanation too about how you can be um, saved at one point but not really walking. And I mm -hmm. was brought to a complete realization of that about a month and a half ago. And I feel like um, that happened to me because, like I said, I was saved at 23, but I remember going to the Lord in prayer and asking for him to make sure. Uh, I said, I want to make sure. I said, I know I went down front. I know I gave my life to you, and, and my life has been you know, given to you at 23, but I want to make sure that that I'm walking and doing what you want me to do. And I, I can swear to you, I... I feel the only way I can explain what has happened to me, and I told my husband, I said, I feel like the scales have been removed from my eyes, and I have been given an unbelievable understanding of God's Word now that I didn't have before. It's almost like, my, and I, we talked about it being called like enlightenment or something. It, it, I feel like truly saved at 23. But really walking and following has just happened in the last month and a half. And it is absolutely oh. the most incredible <laughs> experience I've ever had. Mm. Pam, thank you. You know, if you get a chance, Pam, go to our website, CalvarySA.com, and listen to the message that I did last night mm -hmm. uh, in Numbers, Chapter 32. But, but the, 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 I'll, I'll explain exactly what happened to you. You got filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, the, the anointing that, that is so uh, a term that's so misused uh, is, is the difference that we true believers enjoy when we're obedient. Acts 5.32 says, God gives the Holy Spirit in the context there is in power to those who obey him and when you set your heart and your eyes on things above and said Lord I know I'm yours but I want to walk with you he said boom all right <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. and 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 <laughs> you know you can look back at all those years and say man I got ripped off but here's what God yeah. has for you in the future mm -hmm. every day he's going to be opening more and more parts of your heart every day he's going to be revealing more and more of himself to you and every day he's got a purpose and a plan. And as you and your husband together walk with the Lord, um, you're going to end up doing things in places, and you're going to wonder, how did we ever get here? And Jesus is just going to sort of figuratively wink at you mm -hmm. and say, hey, you were just following me. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Thank you for that, Pam. That's a great, great, great yeah, story. And, and the only way I can really explain, too, is, is thinking, okay, all these Bible verses and, and things and stories that I've read in the Bible all these years, all of a sudden, have meat and substance. I, it's, it's hard to explain <laughs> how it, it's, it's incredible. And I'm, yeah. blown, I'm blown away. I really am. And so, anyway, I, I just had to share, and I've been wanting to call you for a week or two to let you know, and just hadn't had a moment. But thank you so much for what thank, you thank do. You, Pam. And, and how you do it in God. It, it, it's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, you, you made my week. Yeah. You, you know, Pam, what, what, what happened to you is, is like uh, reading a love letter and always before you were never in love with the one who wrote it and now all of a sudden you're in love with the one who wrote it and it's like wow mm -hmm. and it's uh, what, a, what a great great time those are great stories those are great stories great stories uh, yeah Okay. And, and and everybody uh, that that same experience awaits you. Yeah, yeah. She did say that she had some anger issues or something because in Mark chapter eleven the Lord says, "When you pray standing, if you have anything against anyone, leave it there, you know, and just get rid of that. Let it go." And then He meets us. That burden of that that burden of unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, rage, whatever you want to call it. Uh, is gone and then the understanding just comes yeah. open your eyes are open there's a a, a connection with Jesus once again so like so like blind Bartimaeus when he could see yeah <laughs> wow you know yeah yeah I you, never you take those blinders of unforgiveness off and the Lord can now open your eyes and open your understanding mm -hmm. just how sweet is that you know uh, we've got a call waiting so I'll get to that in just a moment okay. but, but we have a dear friend a pastor's wife mm -hmm. in another city uh, who who has contacted you uh, for prayer because she said she has some unresolved anger issues. Yeah. And and when when people say that, Paula, um, our 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 answer is always the same. We'll resolve them. Resolve that. Take them to the Lord. And and when you do that, 
that's when your eyes and your heart open. And, and Pam's call is so perfect because what happened is her heart opened, then her eyes opened, and her mind opened, and suddenly everything is different. Yeah. And, and she's in love. Yeah, she sure is. That's it's cool. So awesome. Yeah, cool. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Let's go to Joe calling on line two. Joe, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey guys, how are y'all? Good, Joe. Hi. Okay, so my question is going to be really quick, and I'm uh, going to take your answer on the radio. But I'm wondering if um, that movie Risen. I'm, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm wondering if you guys have seen it, and if you have, if you know, if it's um, if it's doctrinally sound. Like, it's, I don't even want to waste two hours. I don't have two hours to waste. So. I just wanted to kind of hear it from the horses, so to speak. Okay, thanks, Joe. Oh man, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, those horses. <laughs> uh, Joe, we we did see it, and we're we're greatly, greatly disappointed. Uh, it's not at all uh, biblically correct. Um, it presupposes a lot. Uh, it's not a bad movie in the sense that you know there's some feel-good things about it. Uh, it's just it just can't be true. Um, it's sort of a, um, a view from um, the perspective of somebody on the outside looking in. And um, uh, so if, if, you, if you look at the movie uh, that way, um, then uh, I suppose it could have some value and be entertaining. Uh, but, but don't go to that movie looking for it to be uh, historically accurate. Mm -hmm. So, where I didn't think you saw it. Mm, yeah, I saw it. Um, and the perspective from the centurion, you know, the looking, the looking, and he never could find Jesus and how perplexed he was. I, that I think they portrayed that really well. But other than that, no. It's all right. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it very, very much. Paulie, yes, sir. You, are you going somewhere this weekend? Yeah, Oklahoma City. <laughs> With you. <laughs> Let me, let me read uh, another question that okay. was sent in um, um, from Darian. Um, hey, Pastor Ron, I was just wondering, how does one hold every thought captive? I recently ended an inappropriate relationship that Jesus told me to end, but lately the enemy has really been trying to discourage me from making the decision, and I believe is sending thoughts and memories back to my mind. Uh, I'm trying to move on, but these thoughts are tormenting me. Thank you and love you and Mama Paula. Um, mm -hmm. um, Paula, th or, th this is, is certainly something that uh, is to be expected. Whenever you take a step of obedience to the Lord, uh, the enemy is going to be there to try to discourage yeah, you. No matter what decision you make, the enemy is going to be there to say, did God really say? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That was his first lie he's been telling it ever since. That's right. That's right. But, um, Darren, you knew this was an inappropriate relationship. And just that word, you know, uh, walking away from that was the exact right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so just that word alone. But how do you take the thought captive? Yeah. Um, the word inappropriate. Yeah. You know, should give you the, the first hint. Um, it was inappropriate. It wasn't pleasing to the Lord. And so um, the thoughts are going to come from an outside source. And so, um, you know, I don't know how, how, how that works out for you, but I have to say, you know, Jesus loves me and I want to make him smile. And that behavior didn't make him smile and so um, I'm not going to contemplate that any longer. Um, Jesus you love me. You have a great plan for my life and so looking back on inappropriate um, actions and having in these inappropriate um, thoughts come, Lord I, I choose to hang out with you. Yeah, and Darren, it could be the same thing, walking in anger, walking in unforgiveness, uh, any any of those things that are displeasing to the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, Paul tells us to throw those things off and put on the new clothing that comes with Jesus Christ. Uh, a couple of things, and, and Darren, this just helps people like me, and I don't know if you're like me in, in the sense of, of logical thinking, but, but when I know for sure that God has spoken to me about something, and I know there's going to be a battle, uh, I, I used to, I don't have to do it anymore, more, but I often counsel people to write down the date and the time 
that this is what the Lord spoke to my heart. I know it was Him. Date it, time it, and every time those doubts come creeping in, open that, that journal or whatever you wrote in and look at it again because you don't want to throw away what you know for sure mm-hmm. for something that you're not sure about. Secondly, when it comes to taking thoughts captive, we have to understand that, that thoughts come from the outside. They come from an enemy. And so when those thoughts come into your mind, recognize, uh, like the parable of the wheat and tares, an enemy did this. And so those thoughts were sowed. And so you got to, well, if it's an enemy who did this, he wants to kill, to steal, destroy. If an enemy did this, then I'm going to just discharge him. I don't want, I'm not going to listen to them. And that's what it means. It means to turn the, the inappropriate thought um, to obedience to the Lord. And there's some mechanical ways that you can sort of develop the habit of doing it. Uh, when the thoughts come, open your Bible, have the Bible open. Now remember, you're reading systematically, but 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 have your Bible open to the place that you, you finished reading last time and read another chapter. And it's just sort of helping your mind realize that, you know, when I am under attack, when I'm being grilled by the enemy, uh, I need to fight back. I'm going to fight back with the Word of God. That's what Jesus did when the devil tempted him. He, he answered with um, the word says. So uh, it is written. And and that's how we can do it. It does not mean, Darian, as so many of us believe it does, that, well, I'm going to take a captive and I'll never have those thoughts again. Because the enemy is not going to give up. He wants to destroy you and he's not going to give up. So just remember what God told you to do, when he told you to do it, and purpose in your heart that every time those inappropriate thoughts come, you don't have to give in to them. You, you've got these little voices running around. You don't have to give in to that voice mm-hmm. because you know the, 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 the still, small, sure, and yet comforting voice of our Jesus. You know what else I'm going to tell these ladies over there as well because when these kind of things happen, usually people will isolate themselves. That's the worst thing you can do. You need to stay in fellowship. Um, but another, the key word you said when reading the Bible doing these, is systematically because you don't want to play Russian roulette with just opening up the enemy. He wants to help you to destroy yourself as well. So systematically. Um, I had a friend who thought he was, God had, had, had uh, uh, disowned him. Mm-hmm. And he did that. Just opened the Bible and read whatever it says. And, and he opened up to the passage where he said, haven't I chosen 12 of you and one of you is a devil? Uh-huh. You don't want, you to, don't do want to do that. No. You always want to read in order. <laughs> Paula, the, the program's almost over. Yep. God bless San Antonio. Um, I pray that you are encouraged and um, we love you. Thanks for your prayers and see you next week. Because we're in Oklahoma, we'll have a pre-recorded show tomorrow on the program. We'll be back live with you on Monday. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it more than you know. See you later. God bless you, Paul. God bless you. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.